All right, so here we are again with the next installment in our series. I believe it's part seven or chapter seven in our series, Hearing the Call. So if you'd like to, you can go back and listen to the previous episodes. There's a lot of different ideas that we've already talked about, but otherwise we can get into today's idea. So today, I thought we would just take a look at seeing. And this is related to hearing the call in a funny sort of way, because it really gets at this thing of breaking down the senses. Because when we say, do you see what I mean? Then some sort of message or some sort of communication has happened. Some sort of exchange of information or experience or whatnot has occurred. Because we do need to look at this in that, well, we've been talking about hearing the call through all these chapters and It's been coming up again and again that, well, we have to assess what it actually means to recognize something. And on the real surface, the most obvious thing, the most obvious assumption that we've got is, well, why is it that we hear the call? Why is it hearing the call and not seeing the call or smelling the call or touching the call? or feeling the call, or any other number of the senses that we have. We could have called it sensing the call. (laughs) That gets a little bit more to it, right? That illustrates it better. (laughs) And it's curious that when I'm explaining something to you, then... At some point I might say, do you see what I mean? And this is, well, just the way that human beings are wired, right? We have certain things that we hear and we have certain things that we see. And you could say, well, there's a lot of bias on seeing because that is the most dominant sense for the majority of us. And really, it does depend on your own skills and your own sort of mysticism, your own ability to be mystical as to how you break out of just seeing something or just hearing something. Did you get the message? That's another way of putting it. Did you understand what I mean? Did you hear what I said? It's funny that that occurs, right? It's funny that that happens. You can be talking to someone and you can say, did you hear what I said? Even though you're in the same place, you're right next to each other, your voice is loud enough, and yet it's possible to not hear 
what was said, right? Even though the sound waves were landing on the ears. Even though the sound was perfectly audible. And I'm not talking about, oh, it was too loud, like a truck went past or a plane was going over or something. I don't mean that kind of, did you hear what I said? It's more like, did you, did you get what I said? Do you hear what I'm saying? This is the point, that, the, com- the point in the conversation that comes when you're really trying to hit home a point or a, a message. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear me? And, that, and at that point, you would say, yeah, man, I smell you. <laughs> right? Because smelling is a deeper level than hearing, or maybe a d- different level. Maybe it's not right to say deeper or less. And when you see the call, right? The call to see which is really two sort of vantage points of the same idea that I'm trying to point point you towards, then that is you stepping into that better ability to communicate and to be communicated to, which really comes to a communion. Right? Remember we were talking one time about Osho and his idea was that communication is for the technician. It's a technical thing. But communion is for the master. Communion is what happens when there's an understanding that is beyond the words. And it is so funny that we can ask, well, do you see what I mean? Do you see what I mean? That doesn't mean that you have seen the words, you know the words exactly. Meaning is some sort of emergent property, some sort of thing that's just beyond the words. It's almost like if we were talking about chess, then for me to impart an idea in chess to you, I have to say, okay, well, you move this piece here, you know, you move the pawn here and the bishop here and the knight goes here. And then the rook takes this piece and this moves over here, right? These are all specific things. And these piece movers, these piece moves are like words. If each piece move is a word, then you string them together to make the idea. And I might go back and forth and show a few variations. I might say, okay, but... If this happens, right, I bring in a hypothetical. If this person on the chessboard moves this piece here and takes this piece, then this happens in otherwise. And this problem is here because this will mean that they can't move this piece here. And if you move this piece first, right, if you move the knight out instead of the bishop, and then you move the bishop out or the bishop out and then the knight out, right, the move order makes a difference. And then there's this sort of wiggling back and forth of these words and these rearrangements of the words. And somewhere beyond that, there is meaning. There is the idea. So I would ask at the end of that explanation, do you see the idea?
And if I was to say to you, what's the idea, then you could sort of summarize it. If I explained the idea to you and I said, do you see the idea? And you said, yes, and you did. And I said, well, what is the idea? You wouldn't explain it to me. You would summarize it to me. And that's the difference between explanation and realization. (laughs) And the call to see is the call to have a higher realization. It's funny because you can say, do you see what I see? Now, when you say that in a situation where you're both in the same place, right? We might be sitting at the cafe. And I might say to you, do you see what I see? And you sort of look around. And we're both in the same place, right? Our eyes are landing on the same objects. The photon composition going into the retinas is the same for us. There's nothing invisible. There's nothing that's hidden. But you might say, oh, I see those two people over there. I see they're in love. I see love. And you might say, ah, I don't see that. I just see two people having, I just see two people having coffee. (laughs) It's not that I make a, it's not that I make a habit of spying on lovers, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) This was just an example that came to mind. But this goes for many things on many levels because you could say, well, do you see divine intervention? Do you see innocence? Do you see potentiality? Do you see the potential in someone? It's funny that if you know someone... You can say to them, I see a lot of potential in you. And of course, the weight of that depends on, well, how exactly you know them, to what depth and to what degree and by what circumstances and what their exact talents are and all the rest of it. But it's funny that we say that. Like, what is it with this thing of seeing Another example, say we're driving together, we're driving down the road, and all of a sudden, someone says, oh, look at that. And you look around, because you're responding to their reaction, and you try and see, well, what's happening? What is it? I want to see it. And you look out the window, and you see this big monument, or a big piece of architecture. And you think, whoa, that is something. You sense something in that. And that thing of, oh, look at that, that's given you a taste of being able to see something that you would not, might not have otherwise. It might have been that you would have just 
kept driving past that piece of architecture or that monument. And of course, that (laughs) expression is no guarantee. You might just think, oh, it's just a building, right? (laughs) And it might be that you see it and you get it and you do see it, right? Do you see the building? Do you see that piece of architecture? That doesn't mean you've laid eyes on it, (laughs) right? Okay, so to make this more clear, three scenarios. We're driving down the road and I say to you, oh, look at that. And I point at a big piece of beautiful architecture and you look at it and you go, oh, so what? That's your response to hearing the call to see. Second scenario, we're driving down. I point at it and say, oh, look at that. And you see it and you go, oh, and there's sort of a, a moderate acknowledgement. Oh, I see that you're excited by it. I see that you're inspired by it. But I don't really feel that for myself. That's your response to hearing the call to see. Third scenario, same again, we're driving down, I point at the building and I say, oh, look at that. And you look at it and then you feel it, then you get it. Ah, You might even feel it more than me. You might have more of an appreciation, it might just completely blow your mind. You might decide in that moment that architecture is your calling. <laughs> I need to become an architect and design these amazing buildings. Or a bridge or something or whatever. And in these three sort of responses to me telling you to look, that is your ability to hear. That is your ability to respond to what is trying to be communicated to you. And what's trying to be communicated to you is not a message of words. It's not even a really an experience. It's not an exact experience. Because it's not as though I could say, look, why aren't you getting excited enough about this building? And it's not even really uh, emotional, right? An, an experience of architecture. I mean, my experience of seeing architecture is not an emotion. Like, it doesn't bring me to tears. It doesn't make me sad or happy or excited or these sort of ABC emotions. It's more like inspiration, which I don't think is really... An emotion. I mean, maybe you could classify it as an emotion, but it's not really. It doesn't make me want to do something. It doesn't make me want to move. And to hear that call to say, well, this is what you need to see. That really is Responding to something that's not an exact communication, that's not an exact response, and it's not even an exact experience.
In some ways, it's easy in the world of ideas. It's easy in the world of chess and architecture. Because what your call to see is, is to see so much more that is beyond everything. The call to see is to see those things that's astronomically far out. Right? If the idea of a chess piece sequence is somewhere beyond just the chess pieces and the experience of inspiration from architecture is somewhere just beyond the vision of it, then the ultimate call to see is somewhere in the stars. It's 10,000 levels ahead. It can't be quantified. Which is why it's so important for you to hear the call to see. And it's even not really (laughs) helpful to say to hear the call to see, right? Maybe to, to heed the call to see or to be sympathetic to the call to see. Or to be open to the call to see. Or to accept the call to see. And all these sorts of responses, right? This is all still just trying to get at this sense that you need to develop for yourself. And seeing is a tricky one because it's deceptively simple. Right? Because you can set up a class and say, okay, well, I'm going to teach you to see. And it's like, well, I know how to see. (laughs) Everyone knows how to see. Everyone's got eyes, don't they? Everyone's got photons going into the retinas. And you could say, well, there's a difference between seeing and perceiving. Or there's a difference between seeing and sensing. Or there's a difference between seeing and observing. But really, even all that is only just a way with words to give, to give you a kick in the right direction. Because what you really need is to be off on that direction and flying with it. You need to get the knack for it. You need to, you need to see what I mean. <laughs> you need to see what I mean in order to see what I mean. And of course, we do have to resort to these sorts of tautologies because that's what they all really come back to. And these tautologies, as I see them, (laughs) are not circular. They're more like a spiral that goes upwards. Because you can see more and more and more. At ever-widening, ever-deepening levels. 
Can you heed can you heed the call to see God? Can you be sympathetic to he- to hear the call to see your own divine nature? Can you sense the call to see in other humans a tremendous beauty? And in some ways, this is just, well, a way with words. Which is all we're really ever doing, with ideas anyway. Because seeing has nothing to do with words. The connection between seeing and words is a matter of translation. As is with hearing. To hear something is to... Translated into words. Well, it's not too translated into words. It is just that we are caught up in that kind of conditioning as a relationship to our senses. So, do you hear the call to see? To see what I mean? To see the idea? To see beyond? That really is the question. So thanks very much for this chapter. Thanks for listening along. Please do leave me a comment if you are listening along. I always like to hear that someone's listening. And we will be back with the next chapter in our series, which will be number eight. And that will be on collaboration. So thanks very much. And that's all I have to say for now.